0: all right you're now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew podcast episode 186 brought to you by basketballnews.com 10 games remain in the NBA season it's going to be a fight to the finish for those playing spots Clippers and Lakers both take big L's we're gonna break down both of those games It's time for Russell Westbrook to get his flowers. And is Chris Paul the most important player in Phoenix Suns franchise history? It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, give me that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew. The True Players Podcast, episode 186. Both LA teams took an L last night, Drew, but I have some important news first.
1: Okay, i it?
0: I've had a great week on Top Shot, Okay. I am scoring packs. Finally, they are the hardest thing to do. And I've been scoring left and right, left and right. Uh Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: What did you, would you, so did you win? You win a couple packs. You got some good moments.
0: Well, there was a rare pack that was dropped earlier in the week, um, which I was able to get. That was the hundred dollar pack. Scored the rare uh, Jalen Brown moment, which I was stoked on. And then you get five commons, which were good. And then today was a basic pack drop. Uh, you get three moments. And I got in the queue early too. Like I was, there, there's a lot of packs available today, but I was like 2000 in line, which is a piece of cake for me. So you get three moments and I opened it. I was in a clubhouse with our girls from Dishes and Dimes because we were all talking Top Shot. And I said, hey, do you guys want to open my pack with me? And so we opened the pack together. So they are my good luck. But first pull is Embiid, right? Which is a common, nice. good one. Second pick is mbead same card and this happens it happens sometimes you really? can get yeah it's like getting you know it's like when you get a, a, a pack of cards you can have sure. a double yeah you can have two in there right that's the first time i've ever had two of the same and at least it wasn't like the darius Baisley, two of those you know what i mean um so two mbeads and then i got the fucking lamello dude i got the lamello rookie hey. double badge big one so that was you know the hundred dollar pack the rare pack uh Immediately, like my Jalen Brown's worth four fifty right now, which is awesome. Then you get five other moments, so immediately triple my money, and then today's nine dollar pack two beads, which are going for like $11.12 right now, uh, but the Lamello's seventy. So again, you're just quadrupling the money. Um, I love
1: that, dude. Congrats on that. I, I have to say, I'm a little bummed out that they're they're doing duplicates. Like I get it in, in a bag of cards or when you buy a pack of cards
0: mm-hmm.
1: that are like 10, 15 cards in there. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you get, you know, two of the same guy, but there's three fucking moments in here and it's digital. So it's not like they're just printing them out and randomizing into packs, right. which is why duplicates happen on real cards. I, I, I have to say, come on top shot. Like, dude, people are invested in this. People, yeah. people are excited for these packs. Like look, look how excited you were to just nail one of these. And then you end up with two of the same
0: moment. Get out of here with that bullshit. Well, at least it's Embiid and then you can actually, you know, you sell your other one. No, of course. Example. Yeah.
1: You can keep one. You can sell one. I, I totally get it, but you understand where I'm coming of from. Course. It's like, dude, these are digital things. These are not real things that have to be like unpackaged. And I just, I don't understand that aspect of it.
0: Well, it's crazy because I, you know, my whole mentality of this is I'm holding everything. Right. And I sold my first one this week because it's so funny, dude. Like For whatever reason, I watch the marketplace all day on these, on the players and what's going up, what's going down. And what's wild is like for the past week, because they do challenges too, drew, like you have to have, uh, you know, collect all 10 of these specific, uh, moments from these specific players. Right. And all week I'm just seeing TJ McConnell, just everything's going up on TJ. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's a collection, homie. It went from, I I bought it for eight, right? And then it was at 12 and then it was at 26 and then it was at 40. Right. And I'm like, what, what the hell's going on, dude, (laughs) I got it. So then I was thinking about the people that took advantage of me right when I came in and I was the guy buying the $80 Jeremy Grants and the Darius Baisley's and stuff like that. So anyways, I'm like, you know, F it. I'm just going to put TJ up for 85 and see how it goes. Sold immediately. 85. Right right that's 10x that's right there that's huge 10 times your money man. dude that's fantastic Clips is winning this week bro I am just winning and I just want to keep this winning streak going I have 74 <laughs> moments now that's so funny man hey, yeah Clips is winning but the Clippers are not oh uh, okay well okay we took one L we're gonna start with your boys <laughs> last night both both LA teams took a loss last night yeah we've been, uh,
1: we've been gathering them like roses
0: right now we're just picking them up everywhere we go at this
1: point the Lakers
0: are you have. And, you know, Washington's been on a tear. They've won, I think, what is it? Nine. How many is it? Nine out of 10. Am I wrong? Yeah, they're, they're hot.
1: They, I think they had won seven or eight in a row. And then they lost a crazy game to San Antonio, 146, 143. They lost that one. Uh, and then, of course, they, they picked right back up where they left off and winning against the Lakers in a game that was just uh, pretty brutal. And we started off the game pretty good. But it it just didn't the energy in the building for the Lakers did not seem to be there. We're in Washington. Um, I do think a lot of the losses that I mean, granted, thank God we got a nice little win over Orlando. It looked like we were going to have like a a, a kind of a streak here on our hands, but we beat Orlando, thank God. Uh, But I do think that the whole team is adjusting to having Anthony Davis on the floor again, and it is weird because you would assume that chemistry to my you know maybe you know, hit the ground running a little more smoothly than it has. But, you know, without LeBron and Anthony Davis, this team was was kind of it really in their, in their specific squad roles. Like Vogel had their minutes regimented. I think the team was really starting to get into a rhythm. It's like, oh, there's three minutes left in the second, like or in the first, this is when I go into the game kind of thing. And, and you know, it'll happen again when LeBron comes back too. But I do think Anthony Davis and also him being on a minutes restriction – did really shift a lot of the comfortability with the lineups and, and uh, that we had you know over the last two months. Anthony's also had kind of a slow start as well. So like on top of the adjustment, ad hasn't been you know he didn't he didn't come back and just drop 35 you know right. in his first game right. this is it is what it is. I think I think the Lakers are comfortable and resigned to locking in to the fifth seed and you know based on the way that things are going, I think that's a good spot for us. Um, I would love to see LeBron come back soon. I mean, two weeks ago, the word was he might be back this week or the following week. But look, man, we we got like nine games left of the season. It would be great to get him out there. Um, You know, granted, of course, you know, let's be super cautious if he still has some sort of lingering severe problem with that ankle. Obviously, let's just wait it out until, you know, the playoffs start. But uh, it would it would be it's always nice to go into the playoffs with some momentum right? And, you know, those hot teams, it really does carry through to the playoffs. If you start getting rolling at the back end of the regular season, getting some wins under you, uh, that really does carry over uh, to, to the playoffs. So the last thing I want to have to do is, you know, be on some sort of losing streak and then also adjusting to having LeBron and Anthony Davis back. And then we get into a really tough, maybe seven game series in the first round where we probably shouldn't have that happen. We should really try to be getting through that first round in, in five or six games. But Anthony Davis is no longer on a mince restriction. The last two games, he's played over 30 minutes, which is nice, and he seems to be, you know, healthy. Like as far as I can tell, he's not. Doesn't seem like he's limping. Doesn't seem like he's laboring. Uh, he also he seems pretty confident jumping on on his foot as well, which I think you know the mental aspect of that was something I was a little worried about coming back. Like how much would he trust his leg to to stand up and and do what it does when he's you know cutting and moving and jumping to block shots and getting rebounds. Um, and I do think he and, and Drummond are starting, starting to finally, you know, get their rhythm together. And I, I, you know, I think as long as we can stay where we are, we right now we're in the five. seed, we have a game and a half up on Dallas, who has been making a pretty decent move recently uh, and got two big wins over us in a row. Uh, so Dallas league frogs, Portland, and they're in the sixth seed. So we got a game and a half on them. And we're five games back now from Denver, who is still, you know, just winning games, uh, you know, surprisingly, I think to all of us, they, they're just you know kind of forging forward, but while it's not the best uh, you know run of games for the Lakers, it, it is what it is at this point. And I do think we're building
0: to be where we need to be uh, by the time the playoffs get rolling. So I was going back and forth to that game last night. And every single time I clocked in to watch somebody was getting banged on. So there's, th- I, I saw THT get banged on. I saw Kuzma get, get banged on. And then AD got a facial last night by Rui- It was Rui, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rui cocked him. And so that was really exciting. There's a, you know, Washington's been up and down all season. Uh, we weren't buying them or they were horrible early. They got struck with the COVID with the COVID bug for a while, but they're finally starting to turn it on. And, You know, I was watching last night and even LeBron tweeted after the game about Russell, right? Um, How people are hating on Russell and like he's so right, right? And I was thinking to myself, I'm just like, have we become desensitized to how good – Russell Westbrook is and these numbers that he's putting up, right? Like he had 18, 18 and 14 yesterday. And like, we're not talking about it because we're so used to it now. It's kind of like, Oh, Steph Curry had seven threes. Okay. Big deal. He does that all the time. That that's like a normal thing in the NBA, but you know, in his MVP year in that 2017, where he averages triple double, that was the whole narrative. All people kept saying is this Oscar, this Oscar um, milestone that, thought would never be, never happen again. Russell's done it for four seasons. Like he's got four of these seasons under his belt. And I just think we need to show him a little more love because the numbers are crazy. Like, yes, we always talk about he's poor shooting uh, habits, bad shot selection a lot. And he still thinks he's a three point shooter and he's not, we know this. Okay. But he can get his buckets from, from, you know, anywhere else on the court. I just, I just think what we're seeing. You know, if you want to say Steph Curry is in the top five for point guards of all time, if you want to have that debate, like why wouldn't Russell be too? If if my standard, you know how I am with the point guard, like players to play that position, you know, I I had John Stockton at one because he's all-time leader in steals, all-time leader in assists. And then you look at, like, Russell's numbers. They're insane, dude. They are absolutely insane. You know, nine-time All-Star, two-time assist champ, two-time scoring champ, MVP, four seasons of averaging a triple-double. He's at 21, 11, and 11 this year, right? Wizards are 9-1 and in the last 10. And they're going to get – they're probably going to – they're in that 10th spot, so they're probably going to get that play-in. You don't want to see Washington right now in the play-in.
1: Yeah. They, that's the other side of this is like coupled with the fact that the Lakers weren't necessarily bringing it <laughs> at, uh, you know, top speed last night is we ran into a buzzsaw right now. Like this team is rolling and it is, you know, it is interesting how Russ can will teams to wins. Um, and I think your point is also interesting too, like how people just are totally taking what Russell Westbrook is doing for granted because he's, We're so used to him doing this stuff. Triple doubles are old hat. And it is weird, too. There was almost like this counter to Russ's triple double thing. It was almost like it was like the cool thing was to be like, yeah. He's stat
0: padding. padding."
1: Yeah, exactly. He's telling, you know, he's telling all the centers, just let me get the free throw rebounds. He's, you know, all that nonsense. And I think a lot of that really took a, a turn where instead of just us celebrating the fact that this guy's doing this and how hard it is to do that. Uh, it, it would just be like, oh, yeah, well, that's just Russ. Like, it doesn't matter. Triple doubles don't matter because he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, win in the postseason. And I'm happy that I think finally, you know, for this chunk of time, he's been healthy. I think, to be honest, it, there was some knee issues with him yeah, at the beginning of the year when he got traded to Washington that I think were kind of kept under wraps. Either he did or some, or the team did. But, it, you know, his athleticism wasn't there, I don't think, right from the get-go, especially for those, those first, like, 20 games. Um, and now that he's out there running, I mean, look, if you're not ready to meet the level of intensity that Russell Westbrook brings to a game, he's going to cause problems for you, and he can definitely win games for you. And, I mean, we're saying all this, and, like, he only had 18 points, but the 14 rebounds and the 14 assists means that he was hustling like, like he normally does. And the assists means that people were knocking down shots, right? And, and also, they were getting out in transition very – Frequently, too too frequently for for Lakers fans. I mean, we don't ever get dunked on in, in transition like that. Oh, no. And Hachimura totally like almost broke Anthony Davis's nose. So that made me scared for a second too. I, you know, hats off to Washington, man. I did not see this coming for them. I thought they were going to just kind of bow out gracefully and might like, be like, you know what? This wasn't our year. We'll, we'll regroup and maybe next year will be the year. Uh, but they are firmly in the 10 seed right now. They're up by two on Chicago and Toronto. I don't see them giving up that 10 seed. And right, they're only a game and a half behind Indiana in the nine. So dude, with nine games left and the way that Indiana has been going back and forth kind of waffling, there's a good shot that they creep up even further. And it's always great to have Russ in the playoffs. I think just from a fan entertainment standpoint, I enjoy watching him play. How can you not enjoy watching someone bust their ass For 48 minutes that's i mean i love it
0: i love it too and you know again every teammate that's ever played with russell says he's the greatest teammate right and he he's just one of those guys man and we got to we got to show him we got to show him a little more love just with those numbers and going into the playoffs you have the number one scorer in the nba and you got russell westbrook on your team you have a chance to win anything when you have that so hats off to washington um, uh, yeah, the other
1: thing, real quick too, is like in that game, Berthans was over. He zero. was 0 for six, 0 for six, and so like just imagine what that game would have looked like if he hit you know three or four of those
0: shots. Twenty minutes, Drew. He played twenty oh, minutes. Yeah, it was abysmal. Zero. zero yeah, he, point.
1: Was, he didn't want to be out there. It felt like he did not want to be out there for some reason. And didn't he get ninety? That was the he got
0: ninety million or seventy. Million, uh, I thought he got eighty. I think he got eighty. He sat yeah. out of the bubble to to get more bread. Gets his, gets his bread. And you know, we love Bertons, dude. Well, he has these flashes. I know. I mean,
1: what was it like? It must've been a month or two ago where we, I, where I had to shout him out because he dropped like, you know, eight threes in a game or something right. like that. And then, yeah, he has these games
0: where he's just a ghost out there. On the floor. God, that's got to frustrate Russell so much too. Right. <laughs> Especially,
1: I mean, if Russ is driving and you're getting wide open shots for the most part, you should, and, and they're paying you all that money mm-hmm. and you're, you're telling everyone that you're the Latvian laser, then <laughs> we gotta, we gotta knock those down, buddy.
0: Oh, I hate that name so much. Um, so the more anticipated game was my Clippers took on the Suns last night, big matchup, big matchup uh, going for that two spot, I guess. And, you know, this was a very winnable game. Kawhi sat out again, um, no, Kawhi, Baco, or Pat Bev. Which it was you know, in Arizona were, too, right? It was in yeah, Phoenix. it was in Phoenix. Um, it was a it was a really good game, and we already have beef with these guys. Uh, it's it's very obvious that that Booker and Paul George don't like each other. Um, Chris was just magical, dude. Like watching Chris, I, I in my notes, I just put "Wow," right? Yeah. Just because everything that he does is so methodical and so perfect, and I praise Chris Paul all the freaking time. Um, and the question I was thinking was like. Is Chris Paul the most important player in Phoenix Suns history? Like the most important player ever. And when you go back and you're like, okay, wow. Charles was important, right? Yeah. Chuck was important. Kevin Johnson was important. You know, Nash. Nash was very important. But look what Chris has done. These guys barely got into the bubble last year. Um, and, you know, for the first time in 11, in 11 years, they're going to the playoffs as a two-seed. right? Crazy. And they, you know, I really do like their team and I know we talked about them last week a lot, but Chris was just awesome in that game. Uh, And then we saw the asshole in Chris, which is what happened after the game, not giving love to Paul George for whatever reason. And I don't, again, this goes back to, I have no idea why people hate Paul George so much. Is it because like Chris is just taking on the beef? Like if if you're beefing with my guy book, I got to beef with you too. Right. And a lot of people hit me up about it and they're like, see, I want to see more of that in the NBA of like not showing love to somebody after the game. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Um, I just <laughs> hope that motive. I, I hope that motivates Paul more. And Paul was great last night too. PG was, was awesome. Um, I thought Kawhi was going to play. I thought he had been, I'm, I'm throwing in air quotes for everybody listening here. I thought he had rested enough and he was going to play in this game. Cause I thought that's what Tyloo wanted him to do was to be, you know, healthy for the Phoenix game, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, and then I started thinking to myself, cause I always like, when we lose, I like to think of like the best case scenario for this. I don't know where I want the Clippers to be in three in two in four. I don't want to be four and see the Lakers if they stay at five, but I think right. we're, we're pretty solid at the three. I, I don't think we're going to go up to two and I don't think we're going to drop to four. Um, and then it's like, who do I rather see in the playoffs? Do I want to see Dallas or do I want to see Portland? Luca kind of scares me. Nobody wants to go against Dame in the you know in the playoffs. But Portland's been slipping a lot. Dallas is catching fire. I'm just not too sure who I want to see. I think we could beat either one of those teams, but the last thing we need is a first round exit by the Clippers because I will have we will I will be done podcasting. I will never show <laughs> my face ever again. I will be changing my name because I can't live through what I went through last season, Drew.
1: Yeah, I don't think you guys are gonna be bounced in the first round. I mean, no, look takes you, me you, you handled Dallas last year, and I think that's probably who you're gonna get matched up against this year. You think and look, dude, if 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 history repeats itself, we know Porzingis is gonna play one half and then he's not gonna be able to finish the series. So you guys will be fine. Luca's gonna go for fifty once or twice, right. but you guys are still gonna go on to the next round. I love I actually love the standings the way that they are right now. Mm-hmm. If we could just, you know end the season now and have the stand. And who knows? I mean, there is some spots still being grappled for, but it does seem like we might finish like this, at least in the Western conference. Uh, I know in the East, it's pretty tight there still, but in the Western conference, it looks pretty good. I, I, I just love the fact that you would, you would have to see Dallas and then we would get that great second round matchup with the Suns. And I love the intensity. So like in comparison to what I was talking about, the Laker game and the Wizards game just felt like kind of a pickup game. This game was playoff type of intensity, I think from the beginning. And it is cool. I like, I mean, I agree with some of those people that came out with you and said, dude, I love to see a little bit more competitive nature between some of these teams. It does feel like at times when you watch the NBA that everyone's like just cousins, everyone's a member of the family. And, you know, that, that does obviously take away from some of the competitive edge that you get out there, some of the grittiness. And you're, you're absolutely right. Chris Paul, this was, I mean, maybe it was a revenge game or something. I don't know. I'm sure he enjoys playing against the Clippers. I'm sure. Well, we just beat, beat the them Clippers. last week.
0: I mean, we did just beat them, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. They, they, they came off a tough win against Utah and then they saw you guys on a back-to-back, which is, that's pretty shitty scheduling. If you ask me for Phoenix, pretty bad. Uh, but you know, I, especially, I think without Kawhi, you guys showed yourself pretty well. And the guy that we talked about last week, Aiden did not have a very good game. Five points, Uh, but you know I honestly I think everything went the way that it was supposed to go for both sides except for the fact that Kaminsky and Cameron Payne just went off Cameron Payne had 11 points in like two seconds
0: in the the first quarter he was blowing kisses to the bench in the first quarter and like I was already I was saying to myself oh boy you don't want to do that Cam and then he got then he got cold but that was the next thing I was going to bring up like yo if, if Kaminsky's the guy that's winning this game for Phoenix I'm okay with this L we just yeah. need to we need to get better I told you bro our our issues is defense in guarding the yeah. three point that's just what it is man or it's you know it's our switches and and but you're right everything that we said about Aiton last week about how we want to take him away from the basket or we want him to do fadeaway jumpers and, and that's what he was doing for whatever reason that's how it worked out against Zubak last night and Zub did okay um he still needs to work on his damn hands, man. He really needs to work on his hands so much. But I you like you keep what saying he- that I think
1: he's fine, dude. I th- I think it's I mean, look, consider what he did against Aiden, like we're just saying. Mm-hmm. Like Aiden had a couple different times where the ball was thrown to him or like, you know, on a cut and someone tried to dump it to him and he just fumbled it and just couldn't get it up to the rim. I mean, Zubak had like 17 points. So mm-hmm. like, you know, at least he's finishing uh and and he's not he's not terrible. Like he outplayed DeAndre Aiden. So Uh, I mean, that that goes to show that our our questions about Aiton's, you know, viability as a playoff starter is it's real. And I'm sure Phoenix fans, while they're excited to be in the postseason, if they're realistic with themselves, they just go. Aiton just got outplayed by a backup center for the the Clippers. That's probably not a good look. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Cameron Payne, Frank Kaminsky, huge in the first half. They didn't have as, you know, obviously crazy moments in the second half as they did in the first. Uh, but I only think the, the only other thing that I had is that Reggie Jackson really kind of screwed the pooch a little bit, especially you know he he had a rough game. It was just not the best shooting night for him. But in the fourth, he had a couple pretty big turnovers, mm-hmm. if my memory serves. One specifically at the end when you guys were really starting to get maybe close to that five six point game and keeping it in in uh, we had know, it to four each... dude. We had it to four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then he dribbled. He just like dribbled into traffic on one of these like semi fast breaks and then just turned the ball over. So. And that's not, you know, that I don't think that's Reggie's game in a nutshell. I think that happens to Reggie from time to time, which is why you want to have some guard depth and maybe some options. And I know that Rondo actually ended up closing the game for you after that turnover. Uh, but, you know, I think if things go slightly differently uh, and Reggie has a, a, just, a, just a tiny better game and Cameron Payne doesn't just go lights out right when he comes on the floor, right. you guys might win that game. You know, that's, that's kind of the way that it, it looked to me.
0: And Reggie's been great all season for us, man. Again, and I even have it written down. Do you know what his nickname is now? I didn't even know this. I learned this last night. What is it? They call him Big Government on the squad because they ba- he bails them out a lot. And I'm <laughs> like, they call him Big <laughs> Government on the squad. And I'm like, I love it, dude. But then, you know, Brian Seaman tells everybody his, his new nickname. And then, like you said, he screwed the pooch. So it wasn't a great game by him. And you're right. So I, like... If it was a blowout or anything like that, I'd be concerned. I'm not too concerned with it. I think seeing them in the playoffs for seven games is going to be insane if we can make that happen, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And I think, I, I just, I hope, I hope that happens because that will be a hell of a series. It would be a great series to watch, especially for people that are just like kind of not tied to a team. If you're just a casual fan turning that on, you're going to see a great basketball game Pretty much every game, if if those two teams play against each other, so th- I love that. Well, but and also like going back to the non-shaking the hands thing, mm-hmm. I don't know if Paul George was necessarily like did he I did. saw the I saw the replay a couple times. Like did he did he legitimately go yeah. to? Oh, okay. Because when I saw it, I thought he was just kind of walking by and just said something and, and just kept it moving. No, he
0: had the hand up, and Chris oh, dead ass looked him in the eye. Like, what are you doing? you know? And I just don't get it, Drew. I don't People understand. People love to hit on Paul George. It's crazy. Paul George. Like, oh God, I want him to beat that team so bad. You know what? <laughs> F it. I'm going to say it now. I want to see the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs. I that's, want- what,
1: that's the energy that the Clippers should have, right? That's the energy. It seems like Phoenix has that energy right now where they're like, we want to see the Clippers in the playoffs. That's what we want. And I, I would love to have, for the Clippers to, to have that reciprocation on that energy and be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Let's go. Like, let's do it. Right. Let's I, let's go. We're going to this is going to be a fucking brawl. There's going to be ejections. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, he didn't even play. He was raped for an ejection in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I w- the fireworks are just going to be going. I would love to see it. I, f- I can definitely see like a, a DeMarcus and C.P double tech or double ejection somehow like bro you
0: didn't even mention like we haven't even had pat bev back yet you know exactly
1: well i mean pat bevs he's gonna get ejected for like just biting someone he's gonna he's gonna full-on pull a mike tyson he's just gonna bite somebody in the fourth or in the first quarter well it's funny because
0: pat bev was on the sideline with his with his wrist cast on that he broke during the phoenix game on that dumbass chris paul flagrant you know so the drama is gonna get brought for sure um and and again we got to consider that Kawhi wasn't playing in this game. I'm concerned about Ibaka, right? Like he's been, he's been playing four on four. I don't, and I I see videos of him working out. Like he looks like he's going to be fine, but again, chemistry, like you're coming back into, into, you know, a team where you've missed 25 games, Serge, and we're kind of been got nice chemistry with this, with this squad, even without Kawhi, you know, like Marcus Morris has stepped up, uh, love having Rondo on the squad. We did end up signing boogie for the rest of the season, which we both expected and I'm perfect and Yogi. and Yogi for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know how much burn he's going to be getting maybe in these last few games. I think we're going to be resting. I, I, I'm sure Rondo's going to get some rest Reggie. We've just been riding the Reggie train for a minute now and he might, he might need to take a t- couple days off, but yeah, back to what you were saying. Uh, Chris Paul, definitely big leagued Paul George. And I hope Paul George carries this into the playoffs. Right. Cause he has been nothing short of perfect for us minus a couple games this season, but he's been great. And, uh, just really would like Kawhi to come back. I need Kawhi back in my life really bad. I want to say something though, again, about golden state. And this isn't, um, this isn't a rip or anything, but you know, a week and a half ago, we have Steph on our, on our basketball news podcast with Rex Chapman saying, you know, he's the MVP of the NBA. And then you get your ass waxed, like waxed by the Mavericks the other night. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't like, if there's anybody talking about MVP for Steph, let's just negate this and let's cut this off. MVPs don't get dropped by 50. Okay. They just, they just don't. And so that would take Paul George out of the mix then too. We lost by 50. Yes. We did lose to Dallas too. <laughs> Dallas, to Dallas, Dallas, Dallas is diamond the them out. They, they, well, it's wild and that was I was looking at a uh, at the blowout. They the Golden State has had more blowout games than any team in the NBA. They have 11 games of 21 plus points or more that they've been blown out. Out of those 11 games, three games were 30 plus or more and one game wow. was the 53 point loss by the Raptors to the Raptors. So, I just wanted to put that out there and squash yeah. that for everybody. That's not that's not me hating on Steph. I just want to say you're not the MVP.
1: Well, yeah, when the first quarter ends and you look up at the score, like it, it felt like a typo. I, you know, when I was watching, I, I had watched, I was watching that game. I turned it off after a while. I'm like, well, this is pointless. I'm not going to finish watching this shit. I mean, Mulder, congratulations. I think Mulder had a great game, right? So that's, that's the big takeaway for the Warriors fans. Congrats, Mulder. But uh, yeah, dude, at 30, what was it, like 36 to 12 at the end of the first quarter? You're like, oh, Okay. Let's just, I mean, we'll, we want to call it now. Like, like can we just end it? Like, where's the, mercy what's rule. The, yeah, where's the mercy rule in the NBA? Can you do a coach's challenge? Hey, let's either like, let's just do this tomorrow. Like, I don't know what to do. Like let's, let's end the game. We don't need this anymore. But yeah, man, I, you know, Steph wasn't going to win the MVP. I mean, as much as we love the guy and you know, his numbers are insane, but it's, it would be, I mean, in my opinion, it's just like saying Bradley Beal should be MVP. Right. Like why? <laughs> it's like Congrats, you guys. Maybe you'll win the scoring title. I think that's there's a chance there for Steph.
0: Well, I, I still want to see Steph in the playoffs, though. I do want to see that. Yeah, as yeah. I, of course, I do. Same right. thing with Beal. I want to see them both in the playoffs. Right. And I think they, I,
1: honestly, the way that it's working, I think both of them should make it. I mean, there's a nice gap. I talked about the gap that the Wizards have, but the Warriors are up by four games on the Pelicans at this point. So they should be locked in. I mean, unless they literally lose the majority of the games that they have left and, and the Pelicans win, which is not going to happen.
0: Hey, I want to circle back to something really quick about the Lakers. Um, mm. In my notes, I was just talking about the big man rotation. Right. And like Marcus Saul had some, had a weird statement this week talking about, Hey, you're asking the wrong guy. Like I just work here. And I, that was kind of like, you yeah. know, there were some underlying issues with that. And I know he's been frustrated with the rotation. I saw Trez didn't get, didn't play in a game last week or this week. Um, does that concern you at all? Um, no, we gave Gasol a solid chance mm-hmm.
1: to prove that he was the starter. I mean, we gave him more than half a season mm-hmm. and it's just not in the tank anymore. He just doesn't have it. Like, I mean, look, he, he, he has played well for us in stints. And even when he's played bad, he's a good basketball player. So, you know, even though the stats might not be great, he he's in the right spots. I think he moves the ball well, but look, dude, I, you know, we, we talked about Carmelo Anthony forever having to finally accept a backup position. I think Gasol's just having a tough, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow, man. He's been a, he's been a starter his whole life. And now he's like, you know, third, fourth option. And that's just the, that's just where it is. It's like, I suppose he's disappointed in himself and he's probably disappointed in, in Vogel for not playing him more. But, you know, I think our rotation is going to be pretty straightforward.
0: You think he's going to be out of the rotation, though? When you have Drummond and you have Trez, like, do you think Mark's going to get lost?
1: I think Trez or, Her- I, I think Trez or Gasol, one of them is not going to play in a given game. And I think that's matchup based. So I think
0: if you get get Denver first round, right. And we saw what happened with Trez and Jokic last year, it just did not work. Like I see Gasol playing that series, right. And I I don't see Trez playing in that series.
1: I think, I think we can go with Trez uh, when they move to their bench, like Trez and McGee. I think that's, that's, that's a solid matchup for Trez. He likes to bully skinny jumpers anyway. So he'll just back down uh, JaVale McGee when he's in the game, but you're absolutely right. I think, that's that's the nice part about having the depth. It's a, it's a great problem for the Lakers to have at, you know, and, and before I was like, fuck, we need a center. And now it's like, great. We, now we have all these options. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a part of being on a team. If you want to win a championship, you just kind of you got to let Frank do his thing. Frank knows what he's doing and right. he's toyed and tinkered with this rotation for the entire season. Uh, and so, look, man, if Gasol's upset, I can understand it. But all he has to do is look in the mirror. We're we're giving you starter level minutes and you're averaging four points a game and three
0: rebounds. So we got to look elsewhere, buddy. Right. All right. So heading over to the east, we have something interesting happening with Boston and Miami. Correct. Jason Tatum's been uh, been on a tear lately. Uh, Miami, we're kind of buying into right now. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, yeah, this is this is shaping up to be a pretty pretty interesting last 10 games of the season. Uh, let me see here. Yeah. They both have played 63 games. So there's nine games left for both the Celtics and the heat and both have had really difficult seasons, right? We didn't expect Miami to be honestly in this position. I think we all kind of assume they'd be up closer to where the Knicks and Atlanta are in the four and five. Uh, but this is a coin flip. And I honestly, there is the, the play in game, whether you hate it or you love it, it does pre- really create some urgency for, this, for the seven and six seeds to continue to con- like win throughout the season and play really hard so that you can avoid the play-in, right? So right now Boston has the tiebreaker over Miami. Uh, and they've pulled off a couple pretty good uh, wins, and then they've also slipped up. You know, In the last 10 games, they're six and four. Miami's five and five. I think if you're Brooklyn or Philly, right, because one of them is going to end up in the one or the two seed, uh, if you're Brooklyn or Philly, you definitely want Miami to win and get into the sixth seed, right? Because I think Miami could throw a wrench into anybody's plans mm-hmm. given how they played last year. And, and who knows, maybe that magic is gone. It, it, you know, sometimes that just happens. For one season, everything hits and it's going right. And Tyler Hero, I don't know how many times we've talked about him this entire season because he's, he's in the serious soft, sophomore
0: slump. Dude, year. he's getting dropped by fantasy teams left and right, like just dropped. And I, right. I, I think we brought it up on a show, but like people are saying that he's just he hit celebrity status. That's what like teammates and people. I mean, I don't know what teammates said that, but it was from a source saying that Tyler Hero is just acting like a celebrity. And that's cool. Like he got the bad girlfriend and he had a great bubble. But this season has not been happening for him. Maybe it'll happen in the playoffs, but I'm not too sure.
1: Well, look, man, I, that's the thing, right? When you're a rookie, it's all fresh. No, nobody's seen you before. And then that second year around, it's like, oh, I've gotten four games under my belt. This guy likes to do this. And I'm just going to shut that shit down. And that's when the evolution of scoring happens in the NBA. You got to have your second and third moves that you can go to as you develop your skills. And look, it's called a sophomore slump. There's a, there's a nickname for a reason because it happens all the goddamn time. So, look, I don't think Tyler Heroes, uh, maybe he never plays as good as he did his rookie year. I mean, maybe it never happens. But at the same time, he's just t- hits-
0: Tariq Evans or what?
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be the Tyreek Evans, could be the, the Michael Carter Williams syndrome. But um, I think, you know, he's in a great spot to develop uh, in, the, in the culture of Miami. I, I think over the course of time, unless, of course, he gets traded for something which has been put out there a lot. And, and they decided, I think, on a couple of different occasions to hold on to him uh, over trading him for you know different pieces that were out there. Um, So I think it's nice that they have faith in him. I think that that should give him some confidence. Uh, But look, I think this is going to be a very fun stretch for those two teams in particular, because it is going to be, it's going to be interesting, right? So like the way that it works right now, if we went to the playoffs, Miami would play uh, Charlotte in the plan and the Pacers and Washington Wizards would play. And I think think the, the best case scenario, in my opinion, I would love to see Miami play, uh, the Milwaukee bucks again, because that's what happened last year. So I would love to see Boston fall to the seven and God knows they're, they're inconsistent enough to do that. Uh, and I would love to see Miami jump up out of the playing game. And then Boston kind of has to fight for their life a little bit going up against Charlotte. Mel- Lamelo's coming back that the, the Hayward revenge, you know, game could be a, a big, a big, <laughs> Hayward big thing revenge. play there. Uh, the Hayward revenge game. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think that's the way I'd like to play it out, but it's definitely going to be fun going down to the wire. I mean, just to give it some frame of reference, Boston is only two games behind New York in the four seed. So it's, it's also just as likely that they pop up, you know, over the course of this. Uh, the Knicks don't seem like they're slowing down very much, but still there's, there's a chance in the, in the last nine games of the season that, um, that the Celtics d- don't fall to the seven seed and can, can plant their flag firmly into the first
0: round. How cool is it with the Knicks pulled signing the two way players to the rest of the year to get them paid? How great is that, man? From 35 K to how much was it? 400 K.
1: Yeah. It was like four hundred and fifty or something like that. I think that's the base for the, for the NBA.
0: Talk about a turnaround in a franchise. Right. And I was talking to some of our Knicks fans It's just, and it starts from the top, right? If you get the right people at the top, this, this stuff happens. I saw it. I saw it happen to the Clippers. Once you get the right people in there, good shit just happens. Um, Staying on Boston, really quick, our boy Combo from Combo's Courts, check out his podcast. Uh, he had a really great question he proposed. And his question was five years from now, who, who's going to be a better player? Is it Jason Tatum or is it Michael Porter Jr.? And I immediately, I'm, I've been on the Michael Porter Jr. train. Um, I, I, I love Jason Tatum, but I'm, I'm firm with saying Michael Porter Jr. is going to be uh, a, a, a top tier superstar in five years. That's a that's
1: a really good one.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: So I I remember back to when Michael Porter Jr. was starting to first get some minutes for Denver. And you asked me who he reminds me of. And I said he reminds me of Jason Tatum. They're very similar the way that they play the game of basketball. I think Tatum has much more skill with his handle. And I don't think like I, I don't mean just like an open court. I'm talking about like taking someone off the dribble. Tatum is, I think, a few steps ahead of Michael Porter Jr. I think Porter Jr. has a much more fluid catch-and-shoot three-point shot. But I think they're around the same size. I would give them virtually similar athleticism and abilities. Uh, I'm going to lean Tatum. Um, you been and a Tatum why. guy
0: for, for a while, though. You've been a Tatum guy. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I'm a Tatum truther. And <laughs> here's, here's the business. Boston needs Tatum to become a superstar in five years. Mm-hmm. Denver wants that to happen, but Jokic is their guy. It's There's nobody else for Boston. So this is why in five years, Michael Porter Jr. may not have been given the same opportunities to be the better player than Jason Tatum because of his system. And, and who knows, maybe that's benef- beneficial for Denver. Maybe they win a championship because they have him sitting there as their third or, or second or third, if he leapfrogs Jamal Murray, I mean that's very possible too. The way the guy's been scoring is insane. He's been on a tear. So, look, it's a coin flip. But in my opinion, I think Tatum already has the lead, and I think he will, you know, maintain that. And I do. I I honestly believe he has a chance to be an MVP in this in this in this league. Tatum? Yes. Mm. And I think I think Porter Jr. has a chance, but I don't think it's going to happen if he's on Denver.
0: You know, Tatum has a tight handle, and that's the, that that's coming from working from Kobe, Kobe. Dude, Kobe got a lot of these dudes handle right. Um, and you're right, Tatum's fun to watch. I I think one of them has to go though. I think Brown. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're Boston, you want to keep Tatum, but I think they need they definitely need more on that squad. I don't see them winning a championship anytime soon. They might really fail in the draft this year with the with their pick and whatnot. But I I I, I think the seat are The ceiling is so high for Michael Porter, just for his size, dude. And the simple fact that he is a cocky son of a bitch, too. Like, um, I think he wants – he probably thinks he's the best player on that team. Like, you couldn't tell Michael Porter Jr. that he's not the best player on that team. He probably tells everybody and their mom that he's the best player on that team. Right. Um, And they're going to have to commit to that that rookie extension. Are they going to pay him? And somebody will if they don't, you know?
1: I'm sure they're going to pay him. I'm sure they're going to pay him and they let a lot of players go to set the books up for being able to offer him that max. I expect him to get that for sure. I think Michael Porter jr. Has a lot to improve on outside of just the offensive stuff that we see him do well. And also I think he's getting open looks because of the system that he's in in Denver. And so it's easy isn't to say not everybody getting
0: open looks though. Drew isn't every- Tatum
1: doesn't get open looks bro. Mm.
0: That's true. He really – I mean,
1: he gets occasionally. <laughs> but that's the different thing, too, is so not only is Tatum getting guarded by the best players, defensive player every night, and Porter's going up against Kuzma and guys like that. There's That's another factor that goes into it, too. Anyway, I, I ride for Tatum, bro. I ride for Tatum. I wanted to draft him.
0: You wanted to so instead we
1: Instead, picked, we, we picked Lonzo because we had Ingram. I, we, dude, we could have been crazy with Tatum and Ingram on the same team. And then we would have traded both of them to the Pelicans. So – How'd that
0: Lonzo trade work? How'd that Lonzo pick work out for you guys?
1: Hey, dude, it got his AD, so I'll, I'll do that hundred times out of a hundred. That's very true. <laughs>
0: hey, so hopefully next week we'll be able to um, have a better understanding of playoff spots, and we'll do our picks and what we think is going to happen. But it looks like it's pretty set, minus those 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 bottom four teams or yeah, bottom the two middle. Teams.
1: The middle of the East mm-hmm. is still very much up for grabs, like the four through the the seven very much. I expect there to be some changes there. Uh, But yeah, honestly, the rest of the league, it kind of seems like this might be where we end. And I hope it is because everything, like I said, the only thing that I would switch is Boston and Miami. That's the only thing I would switch. Give me, give me Boston in the seven, give me Miami in the six, and I'm a happy camper. We got great matchups all across the board.
0: And Clippers Lakers cannot end up four and five. We cannot let this happen, Drew. We have to make everything in our power that this does not happen.
1: Hey, man, I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure the Lakers are going to do their part. You you just got to bring it. You got to bring it, bro. Your team has to get out of the second round. God, we need it
0: so bad. I cannot do this again, Drew. I cannot go through this again. I can't. And I'm so nervous. It's embedded in me, dude. It's just embedded in me, this this paranoia that I have and this anxiety I have going into the playoffs. I'm never going to live down 2020. I'm never going to forget it, dude. And, and, and before 2020, I had to go through the damn Houston series, which was right. an epic fail, too. Like, this is just ridiculous. I need a dub in my life, bro. I need one so bad with the Clippers. I put oh, in man. so much blood, sweat and tears with these guys. They cannot disappoint me again, Drew. So although Spotify has cut us off. From using music. And I'm sorry, guys. I know a lot of you love the music we do. I got to say something. And he DM'd me last night. And I kind of fanboyed out. But my guy Moray dropped his album, Street Sermon. It is so hot. You guys all need to download it. I fanboyed out. I DM'd him and told him, dude, it's banging. I love it. Every single track is hot. And he, he DM'd me back, dude. And I'm like, you know what? I'm riding for you, Moray. So download that album. How do you spell his name for the people out there that want to know
1: it? Because that's an interesting name.
0: It is M-O-R-R-A-Y. Got it. Got it. I don't know what it means, what it stands for. I don't know if that's his real name. Whatever. Street Sermon is the album. Check it out. Check us out on basketballnews.com. I know a lot of you guys started following us. Watch, you know, check out their page, Instagram handle. Hey, and we need some like reviews. If you guys can take four minutes and like leave us a review because for whatever reason, we lost like 30 out of them for when we switched over with basketball but we could use some new reviews. So take the time, do that for us. Screenshot when you're listening to the episode and uh, we'll be back next week. It's the follow through with clips and drew and we're ghost. You know what it is? You know what it is? You know where you're at? This is the follow.